From the Political Science Department at UW-Madison, I'm Adam Wigger. I'm Mia Wagner. And I'm Michael Mikowski. In this podcast series, we will speak with UW-Madison faculty members and other experts to hear their thoughts on the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as the political and global changes that the situation has warranted. This is 1050 Bascom, COVID-19. Today on 1050 Bascom, we are excited to have Marie Coco, the Career Services Coordinator in the La Follette School of Public Affairs here at the University of Wisconsin. Having made an impressive career for herself at a host of universities, Marie brings expertise to her current role of helping students find success in applying to government agencies, programs, and jobs in policy in both the public and private sector. Thank you for joining us today, Marie. Thanks, Adam. Happy to be here. So before we start talking about uh, the School of Public Affairs, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your career? Um, sure. So um, for, for those who may have uh, heard my name before, I have been on the UW campus for this August, it'll be 11 years. Um, I spent the first 10 of those years over at what was LNS Career Services and became SuccessWorks. And I was the um, career and internship specialist for government, policy, international affairs, and law. And then last summer, the position um, as the career services coordinator at La Follette opened up. And I decided it was time for just just a little bit of a change, um, doing the same thing I was doing, but much more focused with a population of students who this is the only thing that they're pursuing, as opposed to when you're in a central career office, you're serving everybody about everything. That's that's kind of the nature of it. So um, I was really excited about the chance to do that. Also the chance to work with graduate students, because although um, I had certainly done that. I probably did it more than some of my colleagues because um, many of the graduate programs in the College of Letters and Science, be it social work, be it La Follette, be it um, some of the things in the Nelson Institute, what have you, um, ERPL, um, many of those, those programs had an interest in the areas in which I specialized. So I've been seeing graduate students all along, but um, I got a chance to really work directly with them. And it's the first time in my professional career in higher education that I've actually worked in a department. Um, I've always worked in a central office of some kind, and so I'm absolutely loving. Um, it's a much closer connection with the students. You know, when you're in a central office, somebody might come to see you once, maybe three times over four years. But here, you know their names, you know their stories, you see them for a couple of years, you actually see them graduate. We didn't this year, but normally we would. Um, and so it's it's a real, um, I'm really enjoying the change, I guess. You mentioned all this interpersonal interaction now with your current position. What does that position now look like day to day? Yeah, so when we were on campus, um, that would look like, you know, I had my office and students could either pop in, um, just, hey, I've got a quick question, or they would make appointments, same as, as they always have, and we would sit down and meet one-on-one. Um, now that we're remote, that doesn't change so much, really. It's just that now instead of sitting across the table from each other, we're sitting across the video camera from each other, um, and, and it goes on that way. The thing that's really, really different now is the environment into which both our 2020 grads have entered the world, as well as the students who were either trying to or had and then lost internships for this summer. 
Um, so a lot of the work that I've been doing this summer has been following up with our students to see if there's anything I can do to help, if they need any guidance or advice or suggestions, um, anything like that, just because this has been such an unusual year in every possible way. When students are looking at possible careers in public policy, obviously a school of public policy comes to mind. Um, what makes UW's school great and what are some of the things that grads have gone on to do? For sure. Um, I think, you know, some of the things that make La Follette particularly neat is our size. So uh, each annual cohort is about 50 students. There are certainly bigger programs out there, and if that's what you're looking for, you can find them. But it is extremely rare to be on a Division I campus like ours and have all the faculty know you by name, have a tight-knit cohort that really, they don't just know each other, they truly have watched them, they really support each other. And then you've got um, the student services team, which is myself, um, our assistant director, our two folks who work with admissions, and then a whole team of folks who do what's called outreach, which is both working with our alumni and planning um, large and small scale events. Um, and all of those folks are there, and of course the faculty, um, and all of those folks are there to support the students. Um, and, and just the opportunities that students also have uh, that UW gives them, which is that they can be majoring with us and they can also get a dual degree in something like the law school or public health or neuroscience. Um, many of them get that ERPL dual degree. Um, some of them get the, the, like I mentioned before, the Nelson Institute. They might get a degree from there. Um, and then we have a crazy engaged alumni. Um, our alumni really, really, really love to give back to La Follette. Um, the students, La Follette was his name was Bob. And so they're, they're known as the Bobs. And they just love to give back to the Bobs. Where do grads end up? Or where are some of the coolest places grads have ended oh, up? Yeah. Well, so just as a for instance, um, our 2019 graduating class, we have folks in the Government Accountability Office, the Congressional Research Service, um, virtually every state of Wisconsin agency that you can name. Um, somebody's at the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. We have several folks, and they were hired again this year, working at Grant Thornton. Chicago Public Schools, we got somebody at the City of LA Mayor's Office, the Agri oh, we also have a significant number of international students, so one of those ended up at the Agricultural Bank of China, um, and then international nonprofits, we have people in the State Department, we have people, um, gosh, I, I, I can't think of a place that we really don't have people. This year, what I notice um, being a career advisor is that things come in shifts, and maybe about two, three years ago, the big thing was to go into politics, working in legislation. Um, nowadays, our, our, our students seem to be drawn very strongly to um, nonprofits, particularly those dealing with social justice issues like criminal justice reform, um, hunger, homelessness, things of that nature. When students are at the LaFollette School, what are some of the skills that they are honing to be better public policy advocates in the real world? One of the things that's really helpful when they come in is if there's at least a little bit of background in stats and economics, because that is part of, of what people who do policy do. Um, the other thing that's really kind of important to understand is that there's actually a differentiation. There are three kinds of degrees in this area that people can get. There's more, but basically it's either public affairs, which is what we offer, public policy, or public management. And the difference between the three is that public affairs, which is what we have, it combines the study of policy and program management and implementation 
um, with analysis and evaluation. So they're evaluating public policies and programs. The difference between the other two is that public administration focuses mainly on management aspects. So if you wanted to be a city manager or a county manager or things of that nature, which our students have gone on to do as well. Um, and then public policy is a greater emphasis on evaluation and analysis of policies, projects, and programs. So what we like to say is that public affairs actually gives you the broadest um, ability to be prepared for any of those three areas and many more besides. I know a lot of students especially coming out of undergrad, might not know if grad school is right for them. Can you identify any qualities or goals that are commonly shared among students that go to La Follette? I, the only thing I think that they have in common is a desire to serve. And, and that includes those who choose to go into the private sector. Um, beyond that, they are very, very individual. Um, their policy interests differ. Um, I'm working with people who have interests as varied as working with um, Native American populations, to working with women's reproductive rights, to environmental advocacy. I um, mean, they're all in the same cohort. They all have very, very different interests. Um, several of our students right now are doing that dual degree program between us and the law school. And so they're, they're looking at things through that lens. Um, so as I say, about the only thing that I would truly say that they have in common is that they all have some dedication to or focus on public service as an outcome of the work that they do. You don't necessarily have to have a graduate degree. You can certainly work your way up. That's true in, in many government agencies as well. It's usually just a question of time where it might happen tomorrow versus five years of working your way up. Um, and that's where a graduate degree can really help is in the acceleration of your career. And then, of course, there are many places where it's an absolute necessity. Um, if you want to work in a think tank as, a, as an analyst, as a researcher, it's almost always a requirement, um, if not strongly, strongly preferred. As you may or may not know, La Follette has an accelerated program. And what that is, is that a, a senior student at Madison can apply. And if they are, or sorry, they apply during their junior year. Um, and if they are accepted during their senior year, they complete their senior year of undergraduate along with their first year of graduate school. Um, and we have about, I don't know, somewhere between six and 10 students a year who will be accepted as accelerated students. And then we also definitely do have students that come straight out of undergrad and, and go into graduate school, along with students who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, who are returning to school to get a graduate degree now. What's kind of nice is that when you have that mixture in, in your classroom, it really leads to some interesting discussions. And I think um, that both sides can really help each other to grow in ways that they might not realize when they first look around the classroom. Are there any characteristics that you could maybe point out that students uh, could key in on when applying to the program that would make them good candidates for the fall school? Yeah, so, um, you know, a lot, to, that's a question or a question similar to that, that I would get an awful lot when I worked at SuccessWorks. Um, it's often phrased to a career advisor in the form of, well, what looks good to graduate schools? Um, and the answer is, what are you passionate about? Um, when we're looking at, at the package, when somebody applies to graduate school, the thing is that every single person brings something really unique to the application. Um, what, what their educational experience was, what their personal experiences have been, what their motivations for pursuing graduate school is, um, along with their personal and professional goals. And sometimes those goals are not strongly, you know, um, 
clarified yet, that they may have an idea that they definitely want to work in an area of policy, but they have several policy areas that they're very interested in. So they're not sure exactly what yet. That's fine. That's kind of the point. You will be exposed to faculty who have expertise in those areas, and some of them will draw you more than others, or ones that you thought you really liked, um, you may be pushed away from because you get some exposure to it and go, ooh, that's not what I thought that was. Um, getting in, um, as I mentioned before, having a background in stats and economics is really helpful. Um, but really, really thinking strongly about all the pieces of that application and how all of those pieces fit together. Um, the personal statement is so important because the personal statement tells the, the admissions person uh, something about you know, the, the, the student's heart, what's unique about them, what they're going to bring to the program, their background in education and, and where they come from and who they are. Um, what are they going to bring to the program? What are they going to add to the program? Um, all of those things. And being able to clarify that, it's not just your grades, it's not just the resume, it's not just the GRE scores, all of those things are part of it. But it's, it's really a sense of, you know, who is this person? At La Follette, we do not do an entrance interview. There are some graduate programs that do. And so in particularly in our case, it's really important that the student is able to convey on paper who they are. And you might, you might think, well, you know, it'd be easier if we were in person, we had an interview. That's true. But when you're a policy professional, very seldom are your ideas presented in person. They're almost always presented to the folks who are going to make decisions based on how you write them in papers. So if you already have some skills in that area, those skills will only become stronger in your graduate program because so much of the work that you do is conveyed through writing and your writing has to be clear and it has to be concise. That is excellent advice for anyone interested in applying to the La Follette School. What are some of your favorite aspects of the La Follette program here at UW? Like I said before, the, the size. I genuinely like the fact that we're not gigantic. Um, it's nice to really get to know the students. And, you know, I haven't, we've gone this far through this and I haven't even mentioned, we last year started our undergraduate policy certificate program. What we're seeing is that students definitely have an interest in policy. Uh, they want to pursue it more. And it's, it's, so with the undergraduates, it's a chance that they can meet both with me and with the folks at SuccessWorks. So they have access to both the central career office as well as myself. Um, and it's nice because it, it allows me to have a hand in both working with our graduate students and still working with undergraduate students. But again, these students have a very, they've already identified that they have some interest in a specific area, in this case, policy. Um, and so they're, they're you know, looking for specific kinds of guidance, specific direction. And that's, that's really rewarding to be able to work with students who have just have the passion for this as, as I have the passion for doing this kind of work. Times are very, very challenging for students right now. I, I was in a webinar the other day and they said, you know, the question in interviews has always been, tell us about yourself. And that some companies are starting to shift over to, tell us about what you've been working on which I think is really interesting because if you think about it, you know, during this time, you, if, if your goal was, you know, I just want to make some money this summer, you can't just run over to Culver's and get a, get a job there. They have people already. And those few people are struggling to keep the job they already have. Um, you know, the, the, I have a, a guy who moved out to Washington DC for a job that was supposed to begin this summer and they contacted him and said, you know what, you're not going to start till October. Well, he's got a rent. 
and he's living in DC and he has no job and he has, you know, he can't just run to a restaurant or a bar and get a gig. There is some looking back to, you know, the last recession, which was 2008. Um, and I started here in 2009. And that recession itself, I was still seeing the after effects of that until around, I would say 2011, even a little bit into 2012. Um, because what happened then was that so many students just decided to look at the job market, go, eh, and then went to graduate school. A lot chose to do service programs like the Peace Corps, but as you know, Fulbright and Peace Corps had to pull all of their people back to the United States because we're in a pandemic. You can't be in the Peace Corps right now. You can't be doing a Fulbright right now. Um, and so many students did have internships that were either frozen or canceled entirely this summer because employers just weren't ready to suddenly shift things to virtual. They might have been able to do it if, if there had been more preparation, but many just weren't prepared to do so. What I am seeing is that a lot of them are already thinking ahead to fall and they're putting things up like this internship will be virtual. However, if things are looking better, you might need to come to Washington DC or you might need to come to Chicago or whatever it is uh, to complete the internship. Um, and so you're seeing a little bit of that. And I guess what a lot of students uh, are able to do right now that is still and will always be something that needs help is volunteer. Um, particularly if you're interested in policy, you're probably interested in some area that relates to social justice. And Madison is a fabulous, fabulous town for nonprofits. Um, there is just about every kind of nonprofit here that you can think of, um, addressing just about every kind of social ill that exists. Um, and so if students use that time to volunteer, to get involved with something that, that interests them, working with the elderly, I have a student who's interested in gerontology, you know, you could get involved with the, um, the Disability and Resource Center or the, um, oh, what's that called, the Middleton Senior Center. There's all kinds of ways that you can get involved and those don't have to be face-to-face. -face. They've been, you know, nonprofits have been very, very nimble and have found ways to continue serving their constituencies um, very quickly, surprisingly, given that their budgets and their staffs are always um, low. But they've done a really good job and you can still get a fabulous experience um, working or volunteering, I should say, with a nonprofit entity that does something that you care about. And going back to getting into graduate school, you know, when I, when I read that statement or when um, the admissions person reads that statement, you're not just going to be like, well, yeah, I couldn't figure out anything else to do. So I just went and helped out at the Boys and Girls Club. No, you're going to be writing about how amazing it was to work with this 12-year-old kid who needed your assistance and how you really forged this great relationship. That's the kind of thing that an admissions counselor wants to read is what did you do and why did you do it? So La Folla graduates have gone on to work in some extremely interesting positions and places. Can you give us a look into some of the careers that La Folla graduates um, have gone into off the top of your head? One of our graduates was actually the ambassador to Greece and Belarus, um, worked under both Democratic and Republican administrations, um, and he currently runs a major national nonprofit. Um, another one of our alums is the deputy director of the Congressional Budget Office. And you might be thinking, well, yeah, that's, that's like people who graduated like 20 years ago. And that's true. 
But um, I can also add that while I was at SuccessWorks, two that I personally worked with, um, they both did the PMF program, which is um, the Presidential Management Fellows Program. And it's a special program with the federal government that only graduate students can apply to. And they apply in the second year of their graduate program, if it's a two-year program. And if they get in, um, they get into a very special leadership track within the federal government. And so one of the students that I worked with um, got into the PMF, and he did his PMF at the FBI in Washington, D.C., uh, became a special agent, and then was able to move with himself and his family back to Madison, work out of the Madison field office after a few years in D.C. Uh, another who got the PMF did his at NASA, and he is currently the senior budget analyst at the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C., and couldn't be happier, is just absolutely thrilled. And so those are folks within the last 10, 11 years who've gotten those opportunities. So, um, you know, it, it really just depends upon, again, what, what students are interested in and what their, what their personal drives are. I think, as I mentioned, we have a number of folks at Grant Thornton, um, that's a consulting firm, and uh, they, they have a relationship with our school. We have a ton of La Follette alums who work there already, and they recruited four more this year. Um, and so we have, we have folks who've gone into a wide range of areas, um, just, just contingent along with their personal interests in policy. They are really impressive, and they're also really nice. Um, we had an alumni reception last, um, I don't even remember what month it was, but um, back during the winter, and um, I got to meet a lot of them, and they're just the nicest people. As I, I think I mentioned, they just, they just live to give back. They love to give back. Thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Marie, and I'm sure a lot of students are going to be finding this information helpful as they choose the next step in their education. For more information regarding the podcast, please visit policy.wisc.edu and search for 1050 Bascom. For more information on the university's policies and responses to the pandemic, please visit covid19.wisc.edu. You can find more episodes on all streaming platforms. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, follow, and subscribe. Thanks for listening to 1050 Bascom COVID-19. Stay safe and take care of each other.